Amen. I, I almost feel like I don't even really need to preach. Brother Nichols did text me before service. He had to work late and said he was he was still early before church, but he had to work late and knew he was running late. Uh, I didn't tell him a thing what I felt to share tonight. And he's already preached the message. began talking about the wise men that came to worship Jesus. Find the record in Matthew chapter 2, which is our text tonight. Matthew chapter 2, verse number 1 through 12, the story of the wise men coming. Different translations call them the magi. Some refer them to them as kings. In the Old Testament, it referred to them as such. Isaiah had prophesied, Hosea had prophesied, Micah had talked about it at different places in the Old Testament. Many prophecies of the coming Messiah. Matter of fact, the, it, was, it was even prophesied back all the way back in Genesis after Adam and Eve failed. Said from the woman was going to bruise the head of the serpent. Amen. From the very beginning, God had a plan. He was slain before the foundation of the world. Praise God. Abraham, and you can go through down the entire history, but David was writing a thousand years before Christ. Isaiah, 800 years before Christ. And Hosea also. And yet they were talking about how he would be pierced and how, the, how his hands and his feet and mocked and ridiculed and spit upon. And all of, the, all of Calvary was already prophesied by David a thousand years before. And all by Isaiah and Hosea throughout the Old Testament Scripture. And the men that came, they believe, were probably Persians from the east because they saw the, the star rising in the east and they came from the east. We don't really know for sure. I don't know for sure, but pretty sure it was in the second century down in the catacombs below in, in Rome. They found... There, there are paintings and drawings of the birth of Christ. And this is before the Catholic Church even got a start. So they, they did have men and three in the painting. And, and they were dressed as Persians. And then if you go to the east in the Persian Empire and the Christian churches in the area, some of them believe that there were actually, we know there were three gifts, the gold, the frankincense, and the myrrh, but they believe that there were actually 12 that made the journey. I think that's a little interesting also. But it really doesn't give us the number. It could have been three, could have been 12. But there were some wise men that came and fulfilled prophecy. Because Jesus came to fulfill the law. Amen. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? Brother Nichols already asked the question, where's the king? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he had troubled, or was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. When he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes and the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, because they knew Scripture, in Bethlehem of Judea, 
For thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. And then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when you have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. We have a right to praise him, don't we? We have a joy. We found the Lord. I said, I have joy tonight because I found him. I hope y'all have exceeding great joy because you found Jesus. But I've got great joy because I found him. And when they were come into the house... They saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. The title of this message tonight is just what I feel. And I know it may be a little seasonal, but this is just what I feel. So just humor me for another service if you wouldn't mind. Brother Nichols already already gave the title tonight. Where is the king? Where is the king? God, would you help us right now? In this season, in this time, in this moment, I believe we're living in the last days. God, I, I pray that you would speak to us. Lead us and draw us closer to you. In the precious name of the Lord, anoint me. I can't do it by myself. God, I have come tonight to worship you. God, I have come tonight to magnify and glorify the King of kings and Lord of lords. We worship, we exalt, we magnify your name. We lift you up above everything, including ourselves tonight. In the name of the Lord, I pray. In Jesus' name, we give you glory and praise. And thank you for your word that's already settled in heaven. Praise God. God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. Would you, with me as you're seated, would you just lift up your voice? And just worship God one more time from your seat right there. God, I love you. I worship you. We worship you. We magnify you. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Where is the king? Amen. Matthew chapter 2, at the beginning of our text, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men. Wise men, amen, are those that seek after the Lord. The wise will seek after him, the foolish go their own way. Hello? Amen. You're here tonight on a Wednesday night seeking more of God, seeking to know him in a greater way. That makes you very wise. The foolish are out there doing their own thing, doing their, going their own way. But wise men came to seek him. And they said, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. Only worshipers can come where Jesus is. Only worshipers know where to find him. Amen. Praise God. 
Hudson wasn't feeling well, and I was over here at the church this afternoon, and I just, I just began to say, God, I worship you, I magnify you. God, I, I, you know the need that we have. You know the, the needs in this church. We've got church family that are going through, through some things. But I just, God, I just want to stop for just a moment, and I want to worship you. You are holy. You are great. You are mighty. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And I love you, and I just, I just want to worship you. And I'm telling you, when you begin to worship God, that's exactly the place where you can find him. But only worshipers can find the king. Praise the Lord. They came and said, where is he that is born king of the Jews? We've come to worship him. We've followed the star thus far. In Psalms 95 and 1, O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and making a joyful noise unto him with psalms. I have a joyful sound. I have a joyful song. I have a joyful heart. Why? Because I know where I can find him. I'm worshiping him in, oh, you're not here, in spirit and in truth. If you want to know him, you got to worship him in spirit and in truth. Praise the Lord. The Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. Verse 4 of Psalms 95, And in His hand are the deep places of the earth. The strength of the hills is His also. And the sea is His. And He made it. And, let, and His hands form the dry land. Oh, come, He says again, Let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God. And we are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hand. Today, if you will hear... His voice. Worship the Lord. And I feel in my spirit there's a call to worship. I know there's bad things going on. We're living in the last days. If ever there was a time, it's now to worship God. Herod, wanted to, he went around and killed all the boys because he didn't want to lose power. He didn't want uh, the Messiah to take his, his throne. There are, there are spirits, that, that same spirit of anti-Christ is still here today. People think it's looking for the anti-Christ. Well, I'm telling you, the spirit of the anti-Christ has always been at work. You ready? It started when Satan wanted to worship himself and not worship God. He became the spirit of the anti-Christ. I know people theology at all. Well, I don't know about that. Anti means against Christ. He's against Christ. He's against the plan of God. He's against the plan of salvation. He's against anything that will save your soul. He's anti the, ch the church. Amen. Paul even talked about it. He said the spirit of the Antichrist was already working. Anyone that denies Christ is denying him. It's anti. Jesus said you'll be hated above all men, above everything else for my namesake because there's going to be some anti-Christians out there. There's some anti-Jesus name baptism out there. How about I want to get through this notes. I, I'm kind of getting off topic a little bit, but I'm not anti. I am for the name of Christ. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. Praise God. No, it's to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. Thank God. Psalms 86 and 9. All nations whom thou hast made shall come and worship before thee, O Lord, and shall glorify thy name. Psalm 72 and 11. Yea, all kings 
He was prophesying a thousand years before Jesus was born. David said, all kings shall fall down before him and all nations shall serve him. Brother Nichols already quoted it, but he said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. And the, the sign that they placed above or at the head of Christ when he had the crown of thorns on his head was the king of the Jews. Where's the king? He was, he was standing right before them. Where is the Messiah? If thou be the they were looking at an open door. And in the door is the king. Say, so when you see me, you've seen the Father. I'm a father of one. He's the open door. In the door is, is the king. That's where he lives in a bit. He's the king of kings. He's the Lord of Lords. And all kings shall fall down before him. Psalms 45, 15, with gladness and rejoicing shall they be brought. They shall enter into the king's palace. You see, when you know where the king is and you can get where the king is, it, gives, it brings gladness and rejoicing. Amen. Don't ever stop worshiping. Don't ever stop praising the Apostolic Rock Church. We will continue to praise and continue to worship, to glorify and magnify with gladness and rejoicing in our heart. Why? Because we know who the King is and where He is. We have found Him. We are in Him and He is in us. Psalms 102. Come before His presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, He is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. I'm glad I know where the king is. He inhabits, he lives, he dwells. Psalms 22 and 3, in the praises of Israel. He inhabits, he lives and abides in the praises, in the worship of his people. But only those that... Come to worship the Lord can find where he is. Herod couldn't find him, but the wise men that came, they came with a real genuine heart of worship. They came to bring an offering, to bring a gift unto the Lord. They came to worship him. And I'm telling you tonight that only those that really worship him, have a heart to worship God, will find him. Praise God. Jesus said in Matthew 15, he said, This people draweth nigh. Unto me with their mouth and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. God created us a clean heart. Don't ever let us, don't ever let us lose worship. Don't ever let us have a heart that does not want to worship and praise and seek after the things of God. I came tonight in the service, I know on a Wednesday night, but I came with a heart that says, God, I want to worship you. God, I want to praise. Why? Because I want to be in your presence. Somebody shout amen. amen. Romans 1 and 25. Who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature? Doesn't this sound like today? Doesn't this sound like this generation? Except this was written 2,000 years ago. Well, that tells me it's, it's, it's a human condition. It's a spiritual condition. Who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator who is blessed forever? 
How is it that people choose to worship? Why is it that they choose to worship themselves and not the Lord? Well, they want to be king. That's why. They want to be king. They don't want God to be the king over all. They want to be king over all. They, they don't want to submit themselves to the Lord. They worship self more than the creator. They worship cre- creation more than the creator. Why? They want to be king. They want power. They want control. They want authority. That's why Satan got kicked out of heaven. He wanted the glory for himself. He even asked Jesus to worship him. And if you'll do this, if you'll do that. And Jesus said in Matthew 4, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou worship. See, this little, I got this in bold, so I guess it's supposed to mean something. Satan is not against your worship. He just desires to change the object of your affection. He he doesn't mind your worship. Matter of fact, he wants your worship. And that's the problem. He wants us to worship the things of this world. He wants us to worship him or even ourselves. Because pride goeth before a fall. Haughty spirit before a fall. Pride before destruction. Satan was cast out of heaven because he would not worship God. He tried to worship himself. Deuteronomy chapter 8, way back in the Old Testament in the law. Chapter 8, verse 19, And it shall be, if thou do it all, forget the Lord thy God, and walk after other gods, little g, and serve them and worship them. I testify against you this day that you shall surely perish. Praise God. I don't want to perish I'm going to worry here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God. Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God. Thou shalt praise and honor and magnify. Praise God. The devil doesn't mind your worship as long as you're worshiping the things of this world or yourself. What bothers him the most is when you put God first over everything. Even him. Second thing that I find in our text, worship requires the worshiper to give. Herod wanted to take his life. He couldn't find him. Herod wasn't a true worshiper, but true worshipers are those that are willing to give. <laughs> I've said it before, we, we use the word, we use the most quoted scripture, probably John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave. People give to what they love. Uh, people give to what they love. First Chronicles 16.29, Give unto the Lord the glory due unto His name. Bring an offering and come before Him. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. It's not that difficult To worship in the beauty of holiness when you love Him more than anything else. It makes makes living a holy life a lot easier when you love God first and foremost and more than anything. You don't really care what people think. 
I'm not ashamed to lift up my voice in the house of God. I'm not ashamed to dance around, leap, shout, cry, pray. I don't really care what other people do. I care what he thinks. I get teased sometimes that you're starting to become a bit like, like a bishop. You just say what you think. The older I get, the more I'm getting that way. And I'm not, I don't claim the office of bishop by any stretch of the imagination. But I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not ashamed to praise and worship Him. Amen. I want to bring a gift of worship and praise. Like that song, I woke up this morning with my mind stayed on Jesus. Why? Because the worship, worship, to worship God, it requires a gift. Give unto the Lord the glory through His name. And again, in our text, we find that they find Mary and the baby and Joseph. They find the baby Jesus and, the, and, and a lot of theologians, they talk about these Persians, that it could have been 12, could have been 3. No one's really sure. There's paintings even in the second century. I, I mentioned all that. But we know they came from the east. They were wise men. But they brought gifts unto him. Jesus. And when they came into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, treasures, greatest value, the greatest thing they could give. They brought gifts. They presented unto the Lord gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And many theologians, some anyway that I've read, believe that it probably took them about 12 days journey to get to where he was. Don't know how long it took them. Maybe one of these days we might be able to get Get to ask them. Because I kind of think that the plan of salvation came their way because they were, they were obedient to the hand and the leading hand of God. Amen. But not just any gifts would do. And we know that the gold is, is in a gift. First Corinthians or First Kings 7, chapter 48 through 50 talks about how gold is always fit for a king. Isaiah 60 and 6, I won't read the whole thing, but it says all they. From Sheba shall come. That means they come from the east. That's prophesying again 800 years before Christ. They shall bring gold and incense and they shall show forth the praises of the Lord. Again, prophesying of these men, wise men that would come. Leviticus 24 required an incense to accompany every sacrifice. He was the perfect lamb. He was the sacrifice. He was that, that lamb that was born in that manger where the sacrificial lamb were born. He was purified with incense. And in Exodus 30, myrrh was used to anoint and sanctify and to consecrate, consecrate the high priest. He became our high priest for us. We have a high priest in Christ. Amen. There was a purpose for all three of those. And I won't get into all that tonight because I just came tonight and say, I am just glad that I know where the king is. Praise God. Where is the king? I'm telling you, you can find the king in your worship. It might be on a Thursday morning. It might be 5 o'clock in the morning. It might just be you and you think of nobody else around and you've got a need. I'm telling you, you can find where the king is if you'll just 
Find a place to pray and worship and pray and magnify, glorify the King of kings and Lord of lords. Saying that he's as close as the mention of his. I know where I can find him. Jesus! And we begin to worship him. Where is the king? I know where I can find him. But what are you going to do when you find him? I'm going to give him the very best I've got. I'm thankful that the Old Testament talks about all of these sacrifices, the things that you bring, that you would bring, that all these sacrifices, if you go through Leviticus, they all had to be this and that and perfect and all of that. But he said a free will offering God would always accept. I'm thankful. You don't have to be perfect. You just have to give God your best. Your best may not be very good compared to somebody. It doesn't matter if it's your best. It's perfect in the eyes of God. It's acceptable unto the Lord. If you want to find Him, give Him your very best worship. This may cross people's theology, but this may, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I should, matter of fact, I should just probably, probably look in the mirror right now. But I, I feel like in my spirit, like God's saying, sometimes you don't really have a move of God like you want to have, like you need to have. And it's simply because you are not worshiping or giving of yourself your very best. Even on a Wednesday night in December, on a cold December the 22nd, I, it's, it's just, I can't help but say, Jesus, I love you and I worship you. I don't care what time of the year. I don't care if people celebrate you this time of year or not. I'm going to celebrate you every day, every hour, every minute. I'm worshiping the King of Kings. I want to be in your presence. God, I want to give you the very best that I can give. I can't sing like everybody else. I can't preach as good as so-and-so. I can't preach it. I can't say it. I'm not as eloquent. But God, I just want to give you the very best. I just want to do the best that I can. God, I love you. I worship you. To God be the glory. Somebody shout amen. Amen. The very best. You can give is your worship. Not just praise, but your worship. 2 Kings 17, 35. You shall not fear other gods, nor bow yourselves to them, nor serve or worship them, nor sacrifice to them, but the Lord who brought you up out of the land of Egypt with great power and a stretched out arm. Him shall you fear, and Him shall you worship, and to Him shall you do Sacrifice. There's a custom in Hebrew custom. And it goes all the way back to Joseph. Really, I think it goes back probably to the Garden of Eden. But Joseph, when he sent his brothers in, in Genesis 43, 11 to go before Joseph. Excuse me, uh, Joseph and his brothers, but the story of Jacob and his children. Joseph and his brothers coming to him, said, their father Israel said unto them, if it must be now, do this, take of the best fruits of the land in your vessels and carry down the man a present. It's a tribute, a donation, a loyalty. It's a, it was the very best that they had to give because second best is, is nothing or not fit for a king. 
You're going to go down and you're going to see your brother. This time you're going to take the very best we've got to give. You're going to go worship. You're going to go bow down like he had a dream back at 17 when he told you when he was 17. Now he's 39, but you're going to go give the very best. Because your, your leftovers, your second best, isn't good enough for the king. It's going to cost you something. I tell you tonight, worship always costs. I don't know, I've heard a lot of different definitions between the difference between praise and worship, but uh, praise doesn't really cost us a whole lot, but worship will cost you something. Say, so you clap your hands in the Lord, and anybody can clap. But worship is sacrificing self and putting self aside. And then really, it's praise and worship are on the same, there's a hierarchy, but worship's at the top. And I guess if you're climbing that ladder of praise to get to the top of worship, it's gonna, at some point it's going to cost you something. It'll cost you something. But if you want to get where Jesus is, you're going to have to worship. And if you're going to worship, it's going to cost you something. There, there has to be a, you're going to have to bring a gift. You know who Jesus is seeking right now? True worshipers. Someone that will come and give a gift to him. Someone that will come and give a gift to worship. You know what Jesus wants in this time? He wants your worship. He wants you. Praise God. And I'm closing. When you come and worship the Lord. He said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men nigh unto me. You can find where the king is if you'll... Worship him. Matthew chapter 15, verse 22. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto Jesus, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word, and his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not meet to take the children's bread and to cast it to the dogs. Now he's having a conversation with her. Why? Because worship always gets his attention. She, she was in his presence. She, she came, got to be, approach him because of her worship. She said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered and said, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. She knew who the king was. And she knew where he was. And she knew how to get close to him. Worship. We sang that song a few minutes ago. O come. Let us adore him. Now's a good time as any to worship the Lord. Where is the king tonight? The king, is, the king can be found in your worship. Matthew chapter 8. When Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him, and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. 
And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. He said, you don't even have to come. You are the King of kings and Lord of lords. All you got to do is say the word. Wow. He knew where the king was. He can be found in worship. What, what is it that you have need of? What is it that you would like to see God do in 2022? What is it that you'd like to see God do on December 22nd, 2021? On a cold Wednesday night, what is it that you need from the Lord? What is it that you desire? I'm telling you, you can find an audience. You can have an audience with the king if you'll worship him. As we stand together in this house, Matthew chapter 9 tells a story of Jesus departing the city. Two blind men following after him, crying. It's kind of interesting if you think about it. Two blind men following after Jesus. They couldn't see him. There must have been something that they could hear. There, there must have been a noise abroad. Hey, here's Jesus. Jesus is passing. They must have, because they couldn't see, obviously they're blind. They're following after the voice. Maybe you've heard the voice of God lately in your life. Maybe God's been dealing with you, talking with you, but you're blind to what it is that God is calling for you, calling you after Him, calling you to do. They begin to cry out to Jesus, Thou Son of David, have mercy on us. It had just worked for blind Bartimaeus. Maybe it'll work for us. And when he was coming to the house, the blind men came to him. They followed him all the way into the house. They're following after Jesus. Believe ye that I am able to do this. And they said unto him, Yea, Lord. Then touched he their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. And their eyes were opened. Had they not worshipped him, they would have stayed blind. I don't know what you have need of or if you need direction in your life. I'm telling you, you can find what you have need of when you find where the king is. And you can get where the king is when you worship him. I can't make it, I'm, I can't make it any more simpler than this. If you need something, you need to worship I think Brother Monks even mentioned it in the prayer over the offering. You have not because you ask not. But to ask, you have to get in His presence to ask. you got to know where and when and how to ask. And the best way to get in His presence where the King is, you got to worship Him. And I know on a Wednesday night, but I just wonder if we could just, in this house for a few minutes tonight, if you could find a place to worship and seek after the Lord. I believe tonight God wants to do something God will be touched He wants to touch your situation He wants to touch our lives He wants to move in our midst tonight but we need to touch Him we need to worship Him oh we worship you come on let's find a place to worship Him